Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hamsley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week we're talking about post-purchase upsells, when you should use them and why. So let's get started. Hello Ian, how are you? Hi Mark, how's it going? I'm all right. A little bit thrown there by the countdown timer going from six to four and then this starting. This is the fourth attempt. Yes. I mean, you could think you could do a simple countdown from six. Uh, no. But it threw you. It's ridiculous. For three times. Welcome to Hammersley Brothers Podcast. We are going to talk about post-purchase upsells. Do you know, I'm not sure. I probably better not go outside because the cicadas are really loud. Can you hear those? It sounds like I'm living in a jungle. Yes. Look at that. Yes, yes I know you're in New Zealand and you Nice and warm. You're outside and it's warm. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Sunny UK. Yeah, lots of you said it was nice weather. That's good. Yeah. yeah anyway, we're going to talk about um, lifetime. Well, no, not lifetime customer value. That's what we talked about last time. We're going to talk about the post-purchase upsell and when we'd use it, why we'd use it, and what we want to optimize with it. So yeah, um, it's kind of like something. I mean, it still feels new, doesn't it? The the, the post-purchase upsell. I don't the, know. I don't know if it feels new, but I think it's a sort of thing that maybe you and I talk about so much to so many people that it feels so obvious. Mm. But maybe it's just because we be, we bang on about it all the time because it's it's such a no brainer. Well, how many times? I mean, you, you buy things online. I buy things online. I very rarely see a post purchase upsell, even now. Yeah. Like when I'm buying something, have you seen one recently? Um. No, they are quite rare. They are quite rare, but it's like money for nothing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, obviously in, in in purchases where the, you know, you've got a low lifetime customer value, it's a one-off purchase, and you need to get all the money from that sale. That they, They're obviously an absolute no-brainer because, you know, you're selling a, selling a wedding dress or something, that's the time to to upsell, you know, and get, get all the money out of the purchase. Well, I think, I think, you know, when you, I think actually everybody should do it. I think, yeah. that, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think it's, it's, it's probably you're saying it's, it perhaps is more critical for somebody who has a low lifetime customer value because, mm. you know, they have one chance to get the, as much pie as they can. And, and so for, therefore they might as well throw the kitchen sink at them and there's just no harm doing it. So just to, for everybody's benefit, the post-purchase upsell is the way you would attempt to add something to their order on the order confirmation page. So they bought something on the website and you know they've put the credit card details in, put all the details in, they've basically paid for it. And just before you leave, it says, oh, do you want to add this to your order? Yeah, yeah. And, and, it's, and in some cases, it's like, it's a no-brainer because there's a there's a worry that if you do too much upselling during the website experience, the e-commerce experience, 
you can put the sort of paradox of choice where you can you can make people think oh because you know what do i want those matching yeah do i want shoes? to think do i need to think about that like like before yeah. the purchase you know if you buy i'll put it down and go think yeah. about it yeah yeah so, so like if, you, you know, if you're buying fabric and then you suddenly go and they're buying like two fabrics and they're buying one for a sofa and then one for a cushion you go would you like this other fabric and they go oh that would look nice that means oh, maybe that'd be better with the cushion you know it's like there's too much there because then you're asking them to make a, make a decision again yeah. aren't you? we potentially Whereas, say are you being a bit greedy because you're making it a, a harder complex a, comp, a more complex purchase because they've got mm. to think about it. Do I need it? So the the, the post purchase upsell is is like no risk because you've already got the sale. Yeah. So there's, so on Shopify, there's that. There's that. I mean, there's, you can do this on most of the platforms now, and um, but there's a, there's app there's an app called Zipify, isn't there, on Shopify, which yeah. is quite, yeah. one of the more famous ones. Has anybody um, have you implemented it on on Magento with anybody? Yeah. Um, Yes, yes, we have. But you have to have certain payment providers to do it, like Stripe, for example, seems to be able to yeah. do it. Yeah, or Adgen. Adgen, I think, can do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the UK people are on Sage, which doesn't allow it. From yeah. 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 But I remember working with a client that had... Because I think the thing, the question is, is what to put on the post-purchase upsell. Hmm. and how fancy you want to be with it and how clever and how complicated you want to make it. And I often find that the, the answer to that, when we've seen it working really well, we had one particular example of a client that was doing about 10 million and I think 18% of that 10 million, so nearly 2 million was coming from this one post-purchase upsell Yeah. Um, in terms of where the revenue was coming from. And, and, they, and they just very simply did it where you could either buy the same product again for a discount mm. or it was what we call everybody products so that everybody could benefit by these so ra so rather than being specific to the purchase that they made so oh you bought this coat therefore this matching pair of trousers goes well with it they're basically saying buy buy the coat and get in fact that's a bad example yeah, well, it should be like, be like socks. The jumper. It? Yeah, you buy the jumper. Well, it's you get... a jumper. You're buying a yeah. You're buying a you know a navy blue merino wool cashmere jumper, and um, if you buy another one, you can get it for twenty five percent off. Yeah, you know that's yeah. a, that's a no brainer. Rather than trying to get them to buy the matching scarf or trouser that goes with it, because that's much more of a complicated purchase, and you already know the size they've got as well, so you know exactly what size and fit they want, so you can do that. Or you would do like an everybody purchase, so something that everybody could buy, a pair of socks, for example, yeah. if it was fashion. Mm. Mm. You know, just add like socks, socks to your order, one click, sock, sock bonus yeah. for all everybody, everybody buying, you get socks 50% off or something like that. Like, yeah. just add it to your order, makes sense. The other one yeah. that's obvious is, you know, if you're selling something that has a smaller size, so like supplements, for example, and you've bought the 500 mil and there's a liter size, it's like just upgrade, you know, like upgrade to the liter size for this, you know, for this, this discount and one click, Yeah. you know, and then people, cause it's, it's like with the, you know, with perfumes, it's like, if you buy one perfume, you can either upgrade into the, the bigger size or the, the deodorant that goes with it or something like that. You know, it's, it's the, it's the companion product that works quite well sometimes in those cases. Yeah. <clears throat> and what, and what it does is it, it adds it to the order. That's the thing. That's the cool thing about it. So you don't have to pay delivery again. 
yeah. or even get the credit card details again. It just adds it to that same order. And I think I think I've seen that when I've seen it be quite successful. I've even seen people. I mean, because the next thing you could do, so you've got the post-purchase upsell, which is obviously on the website itself. But then you've got the 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 the, the triggered the triggered repeat order, so the, the, an email that you can then send. Mm. And actually, you could almost classify that as um, as part of the original order. It's we, difficult we though because I think about... the I think the auth- authentication window is only open for fifteen minutes, so they'd have to see that email within fifteen minutes. Pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know. But I think I think the whole the whole notion. I mean, we should just probably touch on what we talked about the other week, which is the the getting the second sale. Mm. And because um, I think it's it is slightly connected, although it's it is different, but. You know, we've got that buying window that opens, haven't we? And I, I yeah. find, I find this absolutely fascinating. And I know we talk about it a lot, and it's slightly off topic, but I'm going to talk about it anyway, if you don't mind. But it's, it's, you know, the importance of getting the second sale, and when to do it. So if somebody's bought, you know, something for their house, we often say that if they bought a table lamp, you know, we know that they're basically putting their hand up and saying, "I am doing up my house." And I'm going, to, I'm going to be hyper responsive to buy other things in the next two months. Yeah, and yeah. It's um, that and buying you want to window start that very yeah. early. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. wait six months to sell no. them the matching. You know, oh, we might annoy them. Yeah, you know, because no, they're literally looking for inspiration and they're looking for other things to buy because we're doing up the house. And I yeah. think that's almost slightly connected to this in terms of the post-purchase upsell yeah because it's sort of part of the same like what i've found quite useful for post-purchase upsells is like little little radio boxes like on the order thank you page could be just like just check this and you know add this to your order like those little kind of if, if it feels small people will do it you know it's kind of like those incremental things like just add gift wrapping or just add this and just add those little mm. things that can be you know make it easy what you don't want to do is add, uh, is have a post-purchase upsell where they've got to go and think about the product, like where they've got to go and think, like, oh, yeah. is, that, is that my size? Well, what does that look like? I tell you what, with today that I was I was working with a company selling mattresses, and we were looking at some of the fastest growing websites selling mattresses, and there's some really good examples of. Uh, you know, where they're doing these amazing sleep promises and money-back guarantees. You know, you can try it at home for 365 days and there's absolutely no quibble, free returns. And the other thing they were very good at doing is is doing upselling. Mm-hmm. So they were saying, right, for this mattress, these are the perfect pillows that go with this mattress. Yeah. And and linking that together, and that's a classic example of, you know, once you, if you're there spending a £1,000 on a mattress... You know, you might as well spend another eighty pounds on on a, a set of perfect pillars that go with it. Well, what happens it's just is like a brain. with a mattress is people decide whether to buy that mattress or not buy that mattress. So once that's a big decision. Once mm. that big decision is made, they are very open to adding other things to the order because this it's the decision is made. Yeah. So it, it's like. By adding those upsells, you don't put the you don't put them off from buying the purchase because that big decision has been made, and therefore they're moving into that, and therefore you can add those things to it. It's very different if you've got a lower average order value thing because if you're kind of going, let's say a gift, and you you know someone's buying something for twenty five dollars, thirty dollars, 
and then you go and add an upsell that takes it up to 60. That's another decision level because it's suddenly yeah. going, oh, do I really want to spend that on Ian's birthday present? That's, you know, that's more than I normally no. spend. So you've got to, it, no. it's kind of like, you have to think about the psychology of the purchase and what they're doing and what they're trying to achieve. And you want to kind of, and there's always that kind of little bit of a, like spring area where they're kind of willing to spend a little bit more. And that's kind of where you want to insert yourself into it because if you you don't want to change the purchase from one level to the next, like the, the one you were talking about before the 10 million, they were selling original was about 14, 99 pounds. And then the upsell was like another 10 99. So in their mind, in their mind, it was kind of still like within the same frame of what that purchase was. Whereas if they tried yeah. to do a purchase of like 50 quid, it's like, oh, it's like that. It's gone from being an yeah. incremental kind of spontaneous purchase to well, I always think, a big thing. I think with, I think you can gain around 10% additional. Yeah. So if your average order value is 100 pounds, you, you know, you, you'd be going for a 10 pound upsell. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like a no brainer type stuff. So yeah. in, the, in the case of the mattresses, it's a thousand pounds. So you've got a hundred pounds to play with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think also, I mean, I, I would say just to touch on what you were saying before, I think don't, don't be scared of doing upselling and bundling and ways to get the average order value up before the post purchase. Yeah. You know, we're not saying don't do it. You should absolutely do it. I mean, the, the best example of, the, of this is in the airline industry. So when you've decided what, air tickets you want and you, you look, you're booking the flight and you've committed and you're in the checkout. Look at how many times you get upsold. You want extra head route, leg room. You want vegan meals. You want car hire, hotel hire. You want mm. transfer. Do you want, um, you know, priority boarding, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there's literally, there's so many steps. Yeah. It's the same and, with the, um, know, we're about to go and we're about to go and do spend a few days with one of the biggest laptop sellers in the world. And, you're going down to sit with them in their offices and it's very similar for them. It's like once people have made the decision to buy that laptop, there's all those upsells that they go, what screen do you yeah. want to go with it? What accessories do you want to go with it? Because that's when you get the sale. That's when you get the, the ROAS. That's when you get the increase. And if you look at like Dell's website, for example, you can see they're all, all over that. Like they, they know that that once you've made the decision on that big thing, they can sell you a lot of other stuff because yeah. it's, it's, it's well, I remember the shifting cost. We're working with the, um, with the tool that was selling all the power tools, you know, the kind of screw fix equivalent, and they're mm-hmm. selling all the, you know, Black & Decker drills and, you know, impact, you know, all, all the power tools, basically. And the margins on them were really low. Yeah. You know, they're like 5 to 15%. And you're like, Jesus Christ, how the hell are we going to scale this business? And then you realize that the profit is in the consumables that go with it. Yeah. And, and so, if you know, you can make massive margin on the stuff the nails and the screws and the and the hammers and the basic stuff and um and obviously so if you haven't got these upselling mechanisms mechanisms in place you know you're just fighting for that tiny five percent margin yeah. which, is, which means your ROAS has to be massively high otherwise it isn't profitable yeah it's almost like the, all the tools of the cast upselling the lost leader aren't yeah, they you, they're almost like the lost leader yeah that's right that brings yeah, people into the other right. stuff and you but if you're not selling the other stuff yeah. during the sale you know you know it's a bit like yeah you, the you, supermarket you're not scale. having a having make a or break having a petrol station that's a lost leader and then not having getting rid of the supermarket it doesn't make yeah. sense just to sell petrol for a loss yeah. you know or, or very so, you know, small margin 
this kind of stuff. I mean, this is a sort of bigger question about average order value, but but in in a business like that, unless they are doing, you know, significant work around doing getting up something and building the order and bundling and and mm. encouraging people to go and buy it or the other things that go with it, um, and making it easy for for them to do so, they literally cannot scale. Mm. They will they will stay at X million and will not be able to get past it. Yeah, you know the only way they can do it is by getting better margin on the products, which is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah, so they've got to do it, especially with rising ad costs, because basically someone will figure out how to do, you know, how to be able to get more revenue out of the 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 visitor because they've got the upsell strategy right and they've got the post purchase and they've got the lifestyle lifetime value, and then you're going into the same auctions and they're just being able to bid more. And Google goes, well, this is now the price of the auction because there's three or three or four people have figured out the upsell strategy. And they're doing post-purchase upsells. They're getting an extra ten percent. So what you know, let's you know, ten percent. The, the cost yeah. of click goes up by ten percent because everybody's bidding at the same level. And yes, what well, you find no, and so, very competitive markets. Well, no, no, yeah, exactly. And, and I've seen that happen. So that you know, sometimes you, you know, a business will look at another business and think, how the hell are they bidding so aggressively on these products? I'm, I can't, I don't know how they're making it work. Mm. Like, because I know what we're paying, and I know what they must be paying. They're always there, position one, and po- possibly what they don't realise is the guy in position one has got a really good upsell strategy all the way through, mm. and they're getting the average order value up by twenty percent. So effectively, they're bidding on a product that's, you know, if they're all selling the the, the drill for two hundred pounds, and the and the other guy's got the average order value by twenty percent, you know, they they're on a two hundred and forty pound. Yeah. average order value and everyone else is on 200 and the 40 pounds edition is a margin of 85 percent so so it's like game changer yeah. so if you hadn't done post-purchase upsells ever and you wanted to come out with some kind of strategy for it i guess the first thing i'd sit down with is as i when i've got a spreadsheet and i i would look at the google analytics data and find the products that were frequently bought together those would be the obvious ones and i go well if this product's bought, then I'm going to try and upsell this other one, if it, unless there's a super size me option or something like that. So I try and look at the data I had mm. already to see how people tend to So buy. you're basically saying, go with the flow of the river. So if you see things that are naturally being bought together already, mm. you know, put them together and make it a lot easier for them. I mean, this is what happened today with the mattress company. There were mattresses and pillows that were being bought together you know, in, in certain combinations. But at the moment, you know, it, it was really hard completely to separated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like they've got, I said, this was a shop. You'd have your mattress, mattresses in one side of the shop and you'd have your pillows in the other side of the shop. Mm. And if you just put them together, you're going to sell more. You put the most common pillow and mattress yeah. combinations together at the same Makes place. Makes sense. Makes you're going to sell more. It does. I mean, you don't want to buy really? a new mattress and ruin it with a crappy pillow, do you? You know, it's like yeah, exactly. So you're going to buy a pillow that they recommend for that mattress, and it goes, "I'm going to get this whole sleep experience." So yeah, it's so you look at what's naturally being sold together yeah. and make it easier, and that be the. I mean, I think I think generally, you know. I mean, that exact example of mattress and pillows, it's quite obvious that you know, if you're going to buy a mattress, you're not going to buy another mattress. So mm-hmm. you're going to find something else that goes with it. And the pillows is the obvious choice. But sometimes, and it, it, I think it's different for every type of product, but I think sometimes you, you can get, you can really overcomplicate it mm-hmm. and you can try to be too fancy. And often, 
it's either get them to buy the same product again for a discount or get get an every man everybody product mm. that you can sell that works yeah yeah it's yeah across the whole lot yeah and make it i mean all, always do it i mean if you're doing these post purchase upsells make them i mean make them realize that this is the only chance they're going to get to get this offer because it's only done for march or it's only done for february whatever we yeah and it's, we have to do it with this order you yeah. can't come back done with this order tomorrow but you basically say this is a one-time opportunity to get this product everybody who buys it has the option to buy it in march you know this will be a different there'll be a different thing next it's just like you make it like if you don't do it now this is this is it this is the thing that's happening in march and this is the thing the perception yeah. of it is it's going to end i mean like yeah. all good offers you know, with the offer architecture, which we talk about all the time, the, the, the key to it is the perception is it has to end, whether or not it actually does end, but mm. the perception is they must feel that this is going to run out because then it gives urgency. The tricky part think comes to it is if you've got complicated rewards points and things like that, because a lot of the time these post-purchase upsell things don't work with your reward points. That's when it gets complicated because, you know, like they'll go, I want the upsell, but I want these to count towards my reward points and it's like well that doesn't well if they if they ask you for it if they if they do come back and ask then you just honor it i guess you just i give them manually go and add them some more reward points. Yeah, yeah but if they don't come and ask then leave it that's a very easy way to fix it ian isn't it yeah yeah see so why you get paid exactly. the big bucks um <laughs> so i think i think that's really you know the, the most important thing to do is to just do it it's just start doing it, get it on, on the site. Yeah. And, and, you've and got nothing to lose. You've got nothing to lose. Have you? And, um, you know, apps like Zipify allow you to split test. So you can do split test different images and you would start with your best sellers, uh, you know, what's selling best and, and understand what the best upsells for those. Now you can also do downsell. So if someone says no to the first one, then you can do another one. But I, I, to be honest, like from doing lots of upsells and downsells and things like that, really the lion's share of it is in the first one and they either accept it or they don't. Yeah. And if they don't accept the first one, then it's it's a lot less incremental, the people that go for the second one. Um, I mean, there will be times when that doesn't work out like that. But I it, like from what the ones we've seen, you know, like if for out of the upsell revenue, 90% was from the first one and 10% was from the from the second one yeah so that, that it's, yeah. it's all focusing I think on so. the first I, mean, one. I think i think generally you know it's part of um, the post pushes upside is part of the average order value strategy mm. and i mean it's, we will have to do another podcast about the average order value because we have done it in the past minute and it's a massive massive area mm. to talk through um, but in some ways, I, I've seen average order value strategy, so average order value increasing strategies, absolutely be the game changers for e-commerce businesses. You know, some of them have launched. I mean, look at people like Charles Tirrett. You know, mm. four shirts for a hundred pounds. I mean, they launched the whole business on that. I think it's four shirts for hundred and ten so, now. It's not. It doesn't sound as clean, yeah, does it's it? It's gone up by inflation. Yeah. <laughs> no. Four shirts so for one hundred and fourteen pound ninety-seven. It'd be like. It's not quite yeah. as clean, is it? Well, they can do what they want now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I think it is, you know, there's a, obviously a bigger conversation about average order, average order value, what it is, and how you get it to to increase it, because it's obviously a no brain if you can get it right. But the probably the easiest no risk 
to try as the post-purchase upsell. Some people do. I mean, remember when we first did a level two program, we were encouraging people on there and there was someone who was selling suits in London and she was like, oh, I don't really want the perception of, you know, to feel like it's a cheap thing to do. You know, like doing the post-purchase upsell, will I, you know, annoy my customers by doing something that doesn't feel right with the brand? But I think that, like, if you look at the digital marketing things that have come across as cheap and things that they would never use and now are kind of mainstream. So like the, the pop-up when you enter onto website, like the pop-up when you enter onto website, you know, like eight years ago, that was only thing that digital marketers did. And it was seen as this kind of like cheap trick to kind of get the, the, the email address. And mm. it wasn't seen as a nice thing to do. Now all e-commerce does that. Now exit pops as well. People are like, oh God, I hate exit pops. Now like people are all doing it. And like it's become mainstream. And I think the, the post-purchase upsell will just become one thing that is now is mainstream because it's so useful. Mm. And so it's how you do it. It's the imagery you use. It's the language you use and the way you position it. Um, and often, you know, it, it, I always say, you know, when we, when we um, get feedback data, you know, ask the customer when they're high, the, higher, the, the highest they are in terms of uh, endorphins from buying something is on the order thank you page. They've just bought something. They're in that excitement stage where, you know, you know what yeah. you feel like when you go shopping and you bought, bought something, it's kind of like that. Ooh, I've got something new, you know, it's that kind of like high. And so mm. you can capture that on the order. Thank you page by asking them to buy something else and go, yeah, you know, you're feeling good. Now you'd feel even better if you added this to your basket yeah. as well. So, you know, that, that's kind of where we want, where we going to do it. And if you've yeah. not got anything on your order thank you page, that's pretty much one of the biggest real estates on your, on your website. Like it, it, it's yeah. just silly just to kind of say, oh, thank you for your order. It's like, well, I've got you at your most responsive well, time. The very first example of it is, I remember one, one client we were working with, and this was like probably 15 years ago. And we said, well, let's put something on the order compliment. And this was before the technology existed, but we put a, um, we put a 25% offer voucher code on that page, didn't mm. we? On the, on the order confirmation page. So it's, Hey, thanks for your order. As a thank you, here's 25% off your next purchase. And people used it straight away immediately. Yeah. And you're like, Holy crap. That's incredible. Yeah. They use it straight away. And and it was like it was money for nothing. It was like I think it was like that did fifty k a month. Mm. And at the time, you couldn't. It, it, the business it, was doing a couple of million, so it was like there was no wow. technology back then to do those post pushes. That was the best we could do. I think was mm. the, was that. And we just found yeah. that the closer we the closer we communicated the offer to the purchase, the better we did, because that like that that high that high wears off over time. So like, you know, the, the sooner you can get the email to them, the sooner you can get something presented to them, the, some, the sooner you can do it yeah. is where the money is. And so that's where you should go for it. That's why post-purchase upsells are so exciting. Yeah, completely. Um, and they even work on mobile as well. I mean, it's just, you know, just to click on a mobile yeah. and then they go and add it to the yeah. basket. So get it done. Yeah, get something, get it done, get it started. Let's see, let's see what your results can be from it. And um, let us know what you implement and how it goes. Sounds good. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Ian. Thanks, Mark. It was a bit of a shorter one than normal. Yeah, no. but well, I it's think short, short sharp, topic, good. It? Post-purchase of yeah. You know, it's one tiny element, really, of, of a massive conversation about average order value. But, yeah. 
But I think it's good to just get it in a nutshell and then people can find it and they go, right, post-purchase up, so that's what we're doing. There we go. Yeah. Get it done. Awesome. Okay. Anyway, thank you, Ian. I'll speak to you okay. next week. Bye. Thanks, Mark.